What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of That's Fair with Josh and Marcus. I am your host, the Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the one and only I Am Limelight, Mr. I Marcus am Davis. Limelight. Blueprint. Five mics. Should have been signed twice. Oh, yeah? Tell me about it. I try, man. I try. Is that... That's the... That that's from College Dropout, but that's the song that has the Michael sample, right? The Michael sample. The Michael sample. Michael uh, Jackson. Yeah. I know it's a choir. It's got most deaf. Yeah. And two words. Three. Yeah, two words. Two words. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a Michael sample. Is it? I'm pretty sure. You might be right. I I, I don't know. I love that song. That song is fucking awesome. That's I think that's my favorite song on College Dropout. It's either that or um, Spaceship. Is that the name of the song? Hmm. I like spaceship, but I like two words. Two that, words is the shit. <laughs> that's the shit. Um, Blueprint Five Mike should have been. I love that. <laughs> Most Def is one of my favorite rappers ever. Absolutely. Mo- ever. Most Def is the shit, man. The ecstatic is uh, a classic. Like, and what was the other one that he had? Black and blue. Is that what um, it was black called? Black on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. Um, he, he was the shit. I'm so sad shit. that he. Well, he changed his name. Yeah, it's Yusef Islam right now, or right now. Is right he back in the country now? Because you know they made him stay in South Africa for a while. Oh, for real? Hell, fuck yeah, they did. Didn't they not let him come back in. I did not know that. And hang on, I think Yusef Islam is another person. Is Cat um, Stevens? Cat Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, let's see. It says Yassine Bay. Oh yeah, Yassine Bay. That's what it is. Born Dante Terrell Smith. Um, I tell you, actually, I tell you what my second favorite most deaf album is because Yumi says it's still one of my favorite songs ever. But the last song on the New Danger. The last song on the New Danger. The last song on the New Danger is one of the best songs ever created. Champion Requiem. Cause mm. everything in life will come to an end. Mm, and yeah, and it does. I that hope that y'all remember me. That is the the new danger is the shit. Most death is the shit. That uh, just yeah, I mean, this conversation. Yeah. yeah, dude. I man, I really fucking love the ecstatic though. That was like top three albums of 2009 for me. The ecstatic was. I like the ecstatic. I think that for me, it was so different from what he had done. Like it was close to what it was like a mixture of what he was doing back in the day and what he was doing with the new danger. Then because mm-hmm. he, he took some years off before yeah. he made that. But yeah, he's that two words though was. Mm. Yeah, I'm sad that he's not around anymore because. Yeah, I mean, he's still around. He hasn't made music since 2009. <laughs> and he also hasn't acted in anything since what, 2000? Was it 12 Blocks or 7 Blocks or the movie with Bruce no, Willis? No, that was like. That was earlier than when he left. Because, let's see, he. I want to say he left around like 2011 or so. Let's see. Yeah, it says right here, 2011, he appeared in Dexter. Uh, I remember that garbage. Um, he announced his official retirement from music and film in 2016. Uh, and actually, that's the... 
on Kanye West website. Um, well, I like most stuff. Hopefully, yeah. it comes back. Yeah. Well, that's a far way away from our topic today. Uh, today, we're going to talk about, and this got brought up because of recent events. Um, but we're going to talk about Disney today, or at least modern Disney, and uh, you know how they own everything and and whatnot. Um, before we get started, uh, a couple, I guess, little bits. Um, never mind. I can't. I had. I had something in my head and I just blanked. Blank out. Blanked out. So, well, as that's the case, uh, probably the biggest news of this week is the fact that Sony and Disney were not able to reach an agreement to keep Spider-Man in the MCU, which um, prompted all the Twitter hot takers and the and the uh, fanboys. All the fanboys to, you know, grab their pitchforks and... Not it, read shit and understand anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I've seen nothing but nonsense all over Twitter and Facebook about this. And uh, I guess that's probably where we should start if we want to talk about what we as, think is wrong with Disney at the moment. As we go down the rabbit hole. As we go down the rabbit hole. So... Uh, I mean, what was your first thoughts? Because my first thoughts, you sent me that article and I said, oh, fuck. And that was my first, like... So, okay, as a fan of movies, let me just start off like that. Forget just the whole Disney, Sony. As a fan of movies, I felt that you ended this movie far from home and you started Homecoming where you are part of the cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. And I... I'm one of those people who I like connectivity. A lot of people don't like the fact that these movies are connected and you kind of have to watch this one to watch that one. And they have made it where you didn't particularly have to. But I feel that this is like a, a comic you can visualize that you just have to wait a year or two to watch. But, mm. Or in some cases, you know, a few months to watch. But I have no problems with connectivity. You know, mm. when we watch movies like was like Star Wars. We wait for Star Wars to come out and we can't wait to see what that story has to say. Yeah. With this, you know, the good thing about com comics is that they give you universes, you know, you don't have to stay in the same, you know, realm as what you had read. You could just basically and you don't even have to stay with the same group of characters even. Yeah, you don't. You you could you know branch out and I feel that what they had done with the last two Star Spider-Man movies was basically make this motherfucker the next Iron Man. And yeah. they even said that he was supposed to be the next face of the MCU per se. Mhm. Now. The lady, what's the lady that was over uh, Amy Amy, um, Amy Pascal Amy right? Pascal Amy Pascal kind of hinted at Sony doing something with Spider-Man on their own mm -hmm. she did that earlier this year she definitely said something about this may not be something that 
she didn't say it like this, but in so many words, this may be something that we run with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We may not give them back. Now, the rumor was that if Spider-Man had done over a billion dollars, Disney was going to get rights to them, so on and so forth. I didn't know. I thought that was the truth. Mm. Well, you know, you're talking about a week and a half after that happens. They say, no, you don't want it. So what I understood is that Disney wanted everything. <coughs> and I feel that for you to have a story and for you to allow Disney to allow the story to be told and then take it away that seems very bitter in a way to me Mm -hmm. I don't think fans are going to react well to Spider-Man just being with Sony like let's just put this in perspective the lowest grossing Spider-Man movie done by Sony period as far as live action mm. has been the amazing Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. but still made 700 uh, million dollars yeah, yeah exactly 700 million dollars so now I asked you earlier before we started this podcast if Hobbs and Shaw was a failure because it only had done 600 million when the last three or four Fast and Furious movies had done over a billion alright that's not a failure unless your yeah. movie costs 500 to 700 million dollars to make that is definitely not a failure mm. so does sony need marvel no obviously marvel doesn't need marvel doesn't need sony because you had movies without spider-man yeah after civil war that made more money hell black panther only thing that beat black panther was Endgame, literally mm-hmm. so and that's far as america yeah, yeah. And I just did seven hundred million just here. Yeah. Um, so they don't need each other. But for people who are fans of the MCU and fans of connectivity, yeah, you can do your and then plus Sony definitely doesn't need Marvel because they already had done Venom, which made seven eight hundred million dollars yeah. worldwide. But you also made a movie that people have been waiting for for years like we wanted to see venom now was venom great fuck no venom kind of sucked in a way and venom was a lot of fun but yeah it was not i would never watch venom again <laughs> I, and it's not like it's not like i would never watch venom again like how i would never watch aquaman again mm. i would just not watch it for the simple fact that it just was not entertaining enough for me to waste more money yeah now will i watch venom too yes mm. Andy circus is directing it Woody Harrelson just got confirmed as Carnage, and which you kind of knew from the first place, um, from the first movie. But I'm not gonna watch the first one again. Yeah. Now, you put in Spider-Man with Venom, that's cool. But people are gonna be confused. So, Mm -hmm. are you gonna recast Tom Holland? Holland? No, because he already has a contract with them to do at least another movie. So I feel that this was a. But in the same token, Disney got greedy. Mm Mm-hmm. So, for my understanding is that they won't get in about 5% of everything. Yeah. It's not really zero, but 5% is basically zero. Yeah. From from what I was reading, it ended up, it was like they got 15% of like first week grosses or something like that. And that ended up equating out to about 5% of the total profits. So, do you think that you being in the MCU did that? Maybe. Now, I would tell you this, and we can go back to this podcast 
in the next two years when the next movie comes out or so, this next Spider-Man movie is not going to make a billion dollars. No. Mm-hmm. And now, will it make seven hundred million? Maybe. What if it go? What if they work something out and it goes back to the MCU? Of course, you think that's it's a whole make a billion. That's definitely a whole different <clears throat> ball game. We're talking about if they stay with Sony and they try to make their own universe, or they try not, if they don't connect this in any way to what they have just done in the previous two movies. Yeah, like how are you gonna put Iron Man and the essence of Iron Man and Nick Fury in these two movies, and then all of a sudden they're gone. And then from what I understand, too, is that when they come out with the next Avengers-like movie or the next movie in general, you can't bring us Spider-Man at all. So this kid just vanishes? Yeah. <laughs> Some of this stuff just doesn't even make any sense. So that's what kind of bothers me is that, you know, back in the day when they used to redo movies with, you know, different Frankensteins and, you know, Dracula's and things like that, they did that because we didn't have... Well, their their film didn't stay long. Like they didn't yeah. last long, so they couldn't just redo movies. They remade them so that people wouldn't forget, and then they can make more money off of it. This is a whole different ball game. Yeah, we, we didn't forget. Hell, we didn't forget the Amazing Spider-Man was made. Yeah, we were just hoping something new came out that was involved in Marvel. Mm. So now, if you had came with Andrew Garfield in these movies, we would have been very confused. Like, what just happened? We ran with it, but it is what it is. So now you did it again. So now either you're going to do it for a fourth time in 13 years. Because Spider-Man mm. 3 came out in 2006, right? Uh, 2006 or 2007. Seven. So 12 years. Actually, I won't say 12. I guess it would be like 2022 when the next movie comes out or so. Um, but... I just I just feel like you had something going, you both had something going, and you both knew what this was what was happening, and greed got in the way. Yeah. And I feel like it's more Disney's fault than Sony's, mm-hmm. but for fans, if you if you want people to appreciate what you have, Sony is not as bad as Disney, but you're on you're almost on par. Because I feel that you don't care what fans want. Yeah, I agree. All right. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I mean, you kind of summed it up perfectly. I, I think the problem is that both sides definitely got greedy. Sony is saying, hey, this is our biggest franchise. This is what makes us the most money. We're okay giving you the 5%, but we don't want to give you... 50 which that's reasonable to me like it made over a billion dollars we don't want to give half a billion dollars away to you when you already when we already know that we can make 700 million at least yeah yeah by ourselves yeah and on top of that you already own all the merchandising rights every spider-man tie-in action figure t-shirt whatever it is you're getting money from that and now you want half of what we're grossing? I get where Sony's coming from. Especially when you consider... Um, I don't know if you read the article that I posted or not, but it's Sony's highest grossing franchise with only... Uh, what was it? Eight movies? Eight movies, and it's your highest grossing franchise. You also own the film rights to James Bond, which has 24 movies. 
and this is your highest grossing franchise. We like, don't forget, Skyfall was the highest grossing movie that they had done up until this. Yeah, yeah. So and it's kind of like I completely understand where Sony is coming from. Disney, on the other hand, I think is greedy in the sense that like they're like, well, we're not okay with just getting merchandising rights. But are you kidding me? Like you make an actual shit ton of money from your merchandising rights. And you have, what was it, if you don't count Homecoming, you have 22 movies in the MCU that have all made over at, at least $500 million, right? Like, all of them have been fucking verifiable blockbusters. And you get all of that. So you're telling me that you have to have 50% of the Spider-Man, like profits now that just seems a little crazy to me you know i i don't know if i'm gonna say crazy because if i'm not mistaken they let spider-man get into the mcu and they let the marvel team i don't know if it was sony put up 100 percent of the finances yeah this so. was it was a complete sony production the only thing that basically what they fed paid the five percent for was for kevin feige to come on and be like a consulting producer so he was like yeah we can we can do this story that you guys want to do or maybe we should take that story in this direction type thing but he had no say in the hiring of the directors of the writing team the casting he was there to consult on the movie that sony made so there were actually there's four movies in in the MCU that did not make over $200 million at least. Which ones? Holy shit. The Credible Hulk. Okay. Well, that's not an MCU though. Yeah, the first one was. The, the one. one in 2004? No, that's not. That's the Hulk. Oh, yeah, that is just the Hulk. Okay, yeah, um, never mind. The Captain America, Ant-Man, and Thor. And then Thor, Thor the Dark World made like 206. Ant-Man and the Wasp made 216. Doctor Strange made 232. And then the Winter Soldier made 259. After that, the next 15 movies made over $300 million. So, yeah. Right. And so, I don't, like I said, I don't really feel that it's completely either's fault. Because I understand where Disney is coming from. Because I think it's both their fault. Like, it's equally both their fault. I just, I think from the pr- perspective of sony it doesn't make sense for them to do this from a financial standpoint um in that aspect i do but i don't think that they're going to make as much money like i said before like after this because if you look at the spider-man movies so still the top grossing movie of any spider-man just america we're not talking about the world but just in america is still the first spider-man the first yeah. original with Tobey mm-hmm. mcguire yeah then Far from home. Mm-hmm. Then Spider Man two, then Spider Man three, then you have Homecoming, and then after that, you know the Amazing Spider Man, the one and two, and the Into the Spider Verse all made under two hundred sixty two million dollars. Yeah, and so, but my thing is this. This is this is my thought process on that. So your first three Spider-Mans that you came out with that everybody was anticipating before anything other than X-Men came out mm-hmm. and, you know, Blade. Once you got Blade and you got the X-Men, now you have Spider-Man, who is 
arguably the most popular Marvel character. Yeah. After that, because you like like I said, Spider Man three was the lowest grossing one of the three, and it literally had gone one two three. Then you come out with the Amazing Spider Mans, and they don't even make over two hundred sixty two million dollars. Yeah, at home. At home, now. You bring in the MCU. These are now your second highest grossing Spider-Man movies and your f- fifth highest grossing Spider-Man movies. Mm. Um, and that's just at home. Yeah. So, you tried it without it, without the MCU, and you didn't f- lose money but you definitely weren't doing the money you did beforehand. Yeah. So the trend to me was going down. Um, I, you could also argue, though, that those movies dropped in quality. for uh, Maybe not with two. Two's the exception where two got better than one. But after two, they dropped in quality. Because three was worse than two and one. And The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, in my opinion, are worse than all three of those movies. See, see to me, I like The Amazing Spider-Man 1. I thought it goes Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't even watch 2 because I didn't like the villain. I wasn't even going to try to do that movie. And I like Jamie Foxx, but I just thought that was fucking ridiculous. But anyway, my, my point is that I, uh, 50-50 would not have been in a big issue because without the MCU, you would still be making two hundred something million dollars in America and we wouldn't have cared about it. So you may have made another so I'm trying to see how much they made worldwide. Um you may have made another say even four hundred and thirty eight million dollars worldwide. But you would kept dropping in America because we would stop caring. Now, granted, if you had even if you had brought Tom Holland in, what was the main umph for us to really get into Spider-Man again? The fact that he was an MCU, he came in Civil War, and we said finally. Yeah, you know? I mean that's fair. That is fair, but so, I, I feel like if you didn't, ha- like, if you didn't know that he was part of the MCU, well, nah, you can't really do that with Home homecoming because iron man plays a pretty big part in that movie well yep point taken but but i I understand where you're coming from and i understand where sony comes from because one way or another we're going to make money but you're assuming you're going to make the same kind of money so and i and it's kind of hard to say what what would have been because we don't know because Mm. they put him in civil war but and they may even propel civil war because at that point no Captain America movie had made over two hundred what sixty million dollars. Yeah. So, and granted, this was a different type of movie. You had everybody in it, mm-hmm. so it was more like it was basically an Avengers. They just point one one point five or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, I I Sony is going to get a rude awakening when they try to come and not interconnect these movies because what's going to be cool about. What's going? What, what what was cool about this is that you had his villains, and then you could, like I said, just think about this as a comic, that you wait for three times a year to come out to have different stories so they can mm. connect in another big comic that you don't even have to read. You can just wait. 
and now you have shows that come out that can connect mm-hmm. to it. This is basically a, a comic book visually. Yeah. So now you make your own comic book visually with a character that has already been established in an in a whole different comic book series or comic book series. Yeah. Now you can use the whole alternative reality thing or whatever they're going to do or just act like nothing had ever happened. I don't know how they're going to do that, but for a fan like you and me, our the possibility of, of, of us going out and being really anticipating to see Spider-Man is not going to be as high as it was right now, as it mm. was oh, two months ago. Maybe for you, but not for me. Because Spider-Man is maybe my favorite comic book character. So any story they could have done, you've been fine with? Possibly, yeah. Well, I mean, it, within reason, right? Because... The reason that I don't like the Amazing Spider-Man movies is because those movies aren't... The, Andrew Garfield was not Peter Parker to me. Like, at all. He was a snot-nosed little skater kid who, like... Yeah, he had the quippy lines like Spider-Man does, but he was an asshole. And Peter Parker is not an asshole at all. Not only that, but they focused way too much on his family. Like, in the Spider-Man comics, his mom and dad aren't mentioned almost at all it's about uncle ben and and aunt may because those are his parents you know what i mean like i feel like i feel like the amazing spider-man movies really missed what made peter parker peter parker and what made his stories tick there were some good things in there don't get me wrong like i i really think they nailed the relationship with him and gwen stacy like really nailed it but overall those movies really missed the mark of like who peter is and what spider-man stories are about with that said even though there are massive differences in the way that this version of spider-man has gone i feel like the the creative team that has been behind these movies understood who the character was and so like if they go forward with this version of spider-man with tom holland or whatever i feel like they can still do it does that make sense that makes sense i'm but see i've always said this from the get-go i don't care about the comics i care about the characters in the comics i care about yeah yeah like don't don't get me wrong i won't say i don't care about the comics but the story so just like this, like the X-Men, you can't use the same story. You can't use the same story. From like the original movies? Well, from the original comics. Oh, yeah, yeah. You no, can't because, do it. Yeah. You can't, not, even, not even the fact of, like, you can't use Eric being um, in the Holocaust. He's going to be, what, 90? Yeah, yeah. You no, know? They, they definitely are going to have you to know, update So it. like stories, I don't. The, the point of it and that's why I, I kind of understand how you feel about how they portray Peter in it but in the same token this is their version of it because this is a different but once again that's what makes the MCU so good because now this is a whole different universe mm. because you make they don't even really make mention of Ben in this yeah yeah they, they're they, like they little hint at certain things yeah. but you, but he's not a, a, a major um, 
callous for his life. Yeah, yeah. So I'm cool with how they do things. I like the characters. And as long as you don't stray too far from what the premise of it is mm-hmm. I- i'm good with that yeah well i mean that's that's why homecoming succeeds right it seamlessly integrates the mcu into the thing where sure you don't have uncle ben mentioned all that much but tony steps into that role tony is the uncle ben of this version of of spider-man you, you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i, I see that how they try to make that the, the, the similarities there as far as him being the father figure but in the same breath I think what really made Homecoming and Far From Home is that what you said initially that's the essence of Peter Parker that character yeah, yeah exactly he's that character from mm-hmm. what you can remember from the comics that and and plus Tom Holland like I didn't think Andrew Garfield had done bad I didn't, I, no no I he's a great actor too well for like, him to be like your age well, between your age and my age yeah. he really seemed like he could have been a, a kid yeah um, mm-hmm. I just think that it was just a, a bad the problem is is that you have like that's one thing about DC as much as I don't care for the DC movies DC well, I, I guess I'm. Well, if they want to put everything together, they can, and it's not mm-hmm. an issue. You can have your own Arrow, and if they want to put Arrow in a movie, it wouldn't be an issue. You may have to recast somebody, but th- you don't have to worry about this being <coughs> different from what this story could have been. I I feel that that Sony does not care. Once again, I don't think they care about the fans like that, and I think Disney. As, as much as the devil they are like Walmart to me in a way I still think that they had a purpose because even if you read what the articles a lot of articles said it wasn't even Kevin Feige it was who's his boss uh, Bob Iger Bob Iger and who's the other guy there's another guy there too uh, I don't know well Bob Iger is the CEO of Disney who's under him regardless it may have been Bob Iger but basically he did not like the fact because a lot of people don't know this even with the um with you no know, these these movies you know Kevin Feige was basically a producer on it it was not getting paid yeah yeah and that's basically what they were saying why it was really they were trying to get 50 50 because you're using my guy who's basically making us billions of dollars mm. and making you a billion dollars basically he's the one that really because even Amy Pascal was a big supporter of Kevin Feige being part of this. He hasn't said anything about this. This is this goes higher than him, and they feel that he was not. They weren't gonna. You're not gonna use our guy. Plain and simple. Yeah. You're not gonna use our guy. So now I come up with you because we already can tell. You talk about quality. Venom sucked. There's no movie. There's no. Thor: The Dark World was. I mean, was better than Thor, than Venom. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I, the story... Thor the Dark World, man, is so soulless. It's like it has no character whatsoever. I feel like Venom was just over... It was, And I know how Venom is. And there's parts of Venom I like, and I don't like Tom Hardy. I just don't like Venom. I don't like Venom. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and I put it on par kind of with Suicide Squad. Like, it is... No, it's so much better than Suicide Squad. It, it is, but to me, barely. 
Like, there's nothing about that movie that really You're crazy. like did it to me. Like, you know, just how he got in. It, it just like the story could have been so much better. Mm. It's for a movie that made that much money. Does that make more sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how it, I, it shouldn't have made eight hundred million dollars. Like Suicide Squad, you should not have made seven hundred yeah, million dollars. No, you're garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide Squad shouldn't have made fucking two dollars. Let's be honest. Wonder Woman and Arkham Man should not have been the movies that beat you. Finally, has the biggest um, DC, mm-hmm. you know, gross. That's kind of crazy. And for Venom, that is, and I'm not saying Venom. Like I said, I would never watch Venom again. But my point is, is that the quality of Venom, even if you take Dark World out, fine. Give me another MC, MC Iron Man two. That was worse than Venom? Yeah. Iron Man 2's bad. Okay. It's bad compared <laughs> to Iron Man to the MCU. Oh, it's... Venom, it's I would watch mm-hmm. Iron Man 2 again just because of Justin Hammer. I would... Okay. I'll give you that. Justin you know, Hammer is a fucking that whole, fun character. That, there's, there's, there's things about it that... Yeah, I could have done it out and I feel like the story could have been a little bit better. But Venom, <laughs> like, that... <laughs> And now, I think my issue too is: Are you going? You're really trying to put this in Spider-Man now? Yeah. So, the, I mean, this is probably where we go with Good at next. least the Spider-Man ver- part of this conversation is: You can't from from the way that I understand it because I, I watched a video that kind of broke down like the legal entanglements of everything that was part of the Sony Disney deal. The way that I understand it. All of these new versions of characters, you know, Mary Jane isn't Mary Jane anymore. She's uh, MJ or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's just MJ. Uh, she can't be in it because it's a Disney and Sony co-owned thing. So if Sony goes back to make a Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland, she can't be in it. Ned can't be in it. The new hot Aunt May can't be in it. So that means that... Um, All of the characters are out except for Peter. So even even the characters that are owned by Sony, like um, 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 Vulture, the Vulture, yeah, yeah, because this, this this Vulture that was in this movie is uh, is co-owned. a yeah is a is co owned. This isn't the geriatric like old man Vulture. Well, okay, so this is how I look at that. So with the sinister, sinister, sinister six, there are many different variations of them. Mm. So you don't have to use him, and you can kind of already just take him out because he's in jail. You yeah. can even take out the scorpion because he's in jail, or you even say because technically you didn't really use him; you just had the tattoo. So he's technically not even the scorpion. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's some some legality that you can get around. You can still do it, and my my point is that it's not that you can't do it, and it's not going to be decent. I just feel like Marvel, Disney Marvel, has done the legwork into making this making Spider Man what it is, mm-hmm. um, or, or at the very least, crafting his own. Like I got into an argument with Josh about this because I really I don't necessarily think that that. Sony is in the right, or not Sony, Disney Disney is in the right here. I kind of think that they're bullies, for lack of a better term. But we got into an argument about this. Uh, What was my point? I had a point. About how they're going to do Spider-Man, possibly. Um, 
No, I don't even remember what it was. Damn. Let me see if I can figure it out. Because... Uh, damn, man. I had it. I was right there. Um, okay. Well, what were we talking about? Because I'm like... Spider-Man, how they were going to do it, how they're going to do the uh, Sinister Six, and how they're going to try to basically come up with their own I don't remember damn I had a I had a point that I was going to make but Wait, you and Josh had an argument about yeah I mean we about the whole thing you know but does uh, mean bullies because you feel like it's, that that's that's where I got off on because I started thinking about that uh and like I was making that point but um yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I mean, e either way, I feel like Disney did a lot of, of legwork. Oh, that's that's what I was gonna say. Uh, Disney did a lot of legwork in uh, making each of their franchises within the MCU their own. Like, I don't want to say cinematic universes, but like with within the context of the MCU, they have their own self-contained stories. Like the the thing I was going to say about Josh is he said no other franchise is doing it, but he was saying that the MCU is a franchise, but that's not true. The MCU ties everything together, but it in and of itself is not a franchise. Captain America is a franchise. Iron Man is a franchise. Thor. Avengers, yeah, like oh, oh, uh, down the line, those are the franchises. The MCU just ties them all together. This is a comic, straight up. This is yeah. Marvel. This is Marvel putting their comics together mm. into a story that uh, culminates with them coming together. I understand what he's saying because, I, like I told you before on the other podcast, we've never seen anything like this. Oh, yeah, no. Like, we've never seen never. anything like this and I feel that Kevin Feige had been wanting to do this when he was working on the X-Men movies back in the early 2000s. Yeah. I think this was his goal to make comics visual. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you you may have to wait a couple months for another movie to come out. Yeah, when you're being, getting three a year. I mean, there, there are different stories that in the long run is going to have one big story. Yeah. I mean, that is that is ultimate to be. And for me, that's fine. A lot of people don't like that. A lot. of So don't fucking watch it. That's how I feel mm -hmm. about it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Well, you, the problem with that is, is that even if. It's all connected or whatever. There are singular stories that you can watch. Like that's the reason Winter Soldier is so good. Like because, because it's about Captain America. He doesn't have anyone else except for Black Widow in that movie. Yeah. Like yeah, there's no one else. And, and at Agent that point, uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in general, yeah, no another event. There's nobody else in that. Yeah, at all. And at that point, when that movie was made, Avengers had already happened. Yeah. So I mean, like they were there. You could have used them, but they didn't. And like the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. When Guardians of the Galaxy one released, when what twenty fourteen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Avengers had already happened. You know what I mean? But it told its own singular story. And the people who were like, "Oh, it's all connected," and blah blah. Mm, fuck you. Yeah, like, just don't fucking watch it then. Yeah. You go complain about shit that does not even matter. Don't even watch it. And they're trying to give people something to go to the movies for, and. 
for me, like I said, Sony, Sony could do this and they could do it well. Mm. Um, but for me, I don't want now. I have to invest my time into another universe. Yeah, which is going to be asking a lot. Yeah, because I'm already, you know, this has been 10 years already with this. And 23 movies. Like, I'm invested in this, so to speak. Like, yeah. maybe not as much going forward because I feel like Endgame was the perfect ending point that they could have. I say that, and then they're going to announce X-Men, and I'm going to get super fucking excited because I love the X-Men. But Well, I, I'm I'm hyped more about it, too, because how they brought in Captain Marvel. Because of what her stories can tell and how... That would intertwine everybody else again because you already knew there was something else out there other than Thanos, and he couldn't have been as ultimate as that because he yeah. needed a gauntlet. Yeah, you know, I he mean, the, stones. They've got Adam Warlock that was set up in Guardians, Guardians two. 2. They've got, uh, I they, mean, with they, with the Fantastic Four, they've got Galactus. We don't know I mean, what they have with them, and they don't know how they're going to do that. That's the point. Like, we don't know what we don't know how they're going to bring them in. Like, there's so many stories that you could connect. To what's happening and you can bring people in now you can use that snap as a reason because think about it like i said before don't in the, like a previous podcast the only thing we know about what happened after the, the snap the second snap is spider-man yeah so we don't know what really else is out there so anything can have just messed up and done things mm-hmm. you know you have a she-hulk show coming out you have all these different shows miss marvel is coming out yeah how does what's happened with that yeah, because Miss Marvel is Captain Marvel, right? Like, didn't they switch back and forth? Well, Miss Marvel was originally who she was, but in the new comics, Miss Marvel is um, Kamala Khan. Yeah, it's the little girl. Yeah, yeah, and she gets she looks up to her, and I think she gets some more powers from her. Um, hell, don't forget who takes her powers. Who takes uh, Captain Marvel's powers? Rogue does. That's how she knows mm-hmm. how to fly. Okay. You know, so there's a lot of different d- dynamics they can use if they want to go that route that could happen after the snap. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm intrigued because, like I said, it's like why if you, people who like Star Wars get me, kill me because once, like, once you f- find out there was six more movies coming, did you want to wait? A year and or two years for the movies to come? No, you want those stories to be told. Mm-hmm. You just you know, like I said, this is like a comic. So if you're a comic book reader, unless you just like to read the comics and just you know that you get entertained like by that, this is like to me the best way for you to be entertained by something like this. Yeah, I um, feel you. But people look at it different. Like I said, people some people don't like the whole cinematic universe. A lot of people don't like it being connected. But I look at it like. I didn't really like to read the comics. I like the stories of it. I didn't want to read it. Mm. I just want to go through this. And some of the stories are crazy. You know, so now, as crazy as this really is, they try to make it less crazy and keep you entertained. Um, like I said, Sony could do it with Spider-Man. There's many. They have more characters in Spider-Man than anything mm. next to X-Men. Yeah. So you have so many different ways you can do with this. You have so many. Hell, they already had done Spider Man in the Spider Verse. So, yeah. so they make that into like a live action thing. There's so many different ways you can go with Spider Man. Yes, you can do it. Yes, but why put let him? Why let them go in a civil war, knowing what hit the outcome was going to be for him just to be gone? I mean, like I said, for me, I like Spider Man. I do like Spider Man, but. I will watch Spider-Man. I'll watch it. Will I go to the movies to see it? Probably. 
but I'm not going to be as anticipated as I was for like an Endgame or Captain Marvel or something I know mm. that has that I've already invested time in. Like I said, I have to start over. That's basically what you're telling me. I'm gonna have to start over with what you had invested. And if you put stupid ass Venom in this universe, I'm gonna be goddamn pissy. Unless Venom Two is awesome. So, yeah. Well, but even still, how how are you gonna put this? You telling me people in San Francisco had no clue what happened in New York? Yeah. Or anywhere else in the world? Yeah. Like this was not a topic of conversation at yeah. all. Yeah. Well, you know. So anyway, that's yeah. how I feel about that. I feel like they both. I don't. I think that Disney is looking at. Because there's some other things once we get into the movies, because we're about we're going to talk about something else that's going to lead into another conversation. But Disney is looking; they're not looking five steps ahead. They're looking like ten years ahead. Yeah, that's how how far mm-hmm. I think they are looking at this. Because this is if you're going to make something, especially now when you know what you what, what kind of technology we have and what people like. All right, let's run with this until it until the wheels fall off. Yeah, that's how I feel, and I feel like Sony. Just think about this. <coughs> think about this. You've had twenty four bomb movies. Yeah, your last one was your biggest one ever of any movie you made. Answer Mm-mm. to me. Spectre did less than Skyfall. Oh, okay. Skyfall was okay. So. Your next movie didn't even do better than in your last movie, and you had 23 of them. So, yeah. so finally, your Spider-Man movies that you did on your own didn't do better than the one you did with Marvel, basically. Yeah. So you couldn't have been doing, like, you're doing well, but you couldn't have been doing that well if you needed help. Yeah. Well, that leads into a conversation. I mean, this whole podcast is about disney and modern day disney but this leads into that conversation about them well sorry i'm thinking like four steps ahead of what i'm actually saying so yeah exactly so like with with all of that said what disney was trying to do was obviously they were trying to get Disney or trying to get Spider-Man back as their their film property. If well, not even if, that. If, they wanted fifty fifty. Well, yeah, but but it was a move to try to eventually get Spider-Man oh, back, right? But, uh, you know what? I I tell you this. I bet you if they had told Fox, we'll do fifty fifty with you with X Men, because we know for a fact we're going to make movies make money off of it because everybody wants this to be connected if you are a fan of comics you will want this to happen because mm. even with, just think about financially so if i tell you that your movie made 700 million dollars and you spent 250 million dollars on that movie you only and that's off of every 300 million that's off of everything you did you made 700 million dollars off your last movie you've made that's 400 million dollars you made if i tell you i go half on you with everything and we do a 1.2 billion you make 600 600 million logically that doesn't make too much sense to me yeah but in the case of like far from home right far from home was not or not far from home homecoming uh homecoming homecoming was the fifth highest ranking in a hold on fifth highest ranking what uh box office right 
as far as America. Is it, oh, okay. So no, the, it was it was yeah in America. What's worldwide? World, yeah, I'm about to look at worldwide now. I I feel like f- Far From Home is a little bit different because it's the first step of anything post Endgame. So I feel like people were really riding high off the hype of Endgame because Endgame was really fucking good. And they kind of rode that wave of anticipation into Far From Home. I don't know that if this movie had come out before Endgame that would have made a billion dollars, if I'm being totally honest with yeah, you. Yeah, but, but also I think that if... Like, but far from home, you, you have to understand how fans are feeling. All right, you made three s- movies that were subpar than the first two Spider Man movies you made in 2002 and 2004. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you see what I'm saying? So, you made these movies that it went from good to fucking. This is one of the best comic book yeah, movies ever. Yeah, arguably the best. Ever. To we could disagree about how much I hated Spider-Man three more than some people like Spider-Man three. Like some people like three a yeah. lot. Yeah, I say your your like of it is probably the same amount of my hate of it. No, it's so misunderstood, man. Oh it's God. basically Evil Dead two except as Spider-Man. Sam Raimi, <laughs> if I wanted you to do that, I would actually do that in the first one and started. You know what I'm saying? That but regardless, you, you can't tell me that when he's walking down the scene and he's doing his little strut with I, his emo twist, you don't laugh, man. To it's kill myself. Oh god, like, it's why so are we funny. This movie? I love it. Like, why are we watching this? It's so movie? entertaining. I cannot stand this movie. Um, so, well, but, but okay. my my point yeah. is this: <clears throat> they may or they put up one hundred sixty dollars for uh, no one hundred sixty million was for Far From Home. I don't remember what the budget for. Uh, homecoming is well, but even regardless, let's just take that 160 uh, million dollar budget and and apply that to to homecoming. Homecoming made how much again? I'm looking worldwide, right? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, homecoming worldwide it made 880 million. 880 million, right? <clears throat> so you put up 160 million and made 700 and what 20 million. If they take that 50-50 deal with Marvel, that same movie, the production budget was 175 million. So you add another 50 million to that. Even if you add another 100 million to that, that's 100 that's 275 million dollars. All right. So you split that in half. Mhm. All right. So how much is that? Of how much? It was 275 million. Okay, so that's what 100 and 37, 137 million? Sure. Okay. 137, 138. Okay, yeah. But, All right, so 137 million. And you made 880. Yeah. So basically you made 440. And But see, that's the thing. You only get 300 million in profits versus your 700 million in profits. Well, it wouldn't be seven. It would be because if, if they already, if it was 275 or, million. Okay. So then off of the 880. Then okay, you'll get three hundred and something. You still get three hundred something million. You're no, getting you're, half you're as get, much money though, which doesn't make sense to whoa, me. Whoa, like whoa. as a, as a business, like it doesn't make sense to take less money. Eight mil, eight eight, two hundred, two hundred and seventy five, eight eighty. 
That's right, six hundred yeah. and that's five hundred and twenty. Uh, that's five hundred and five. No, that should be six hundred and five. Six hundred and five. Yeah. All right, so you get six hundred and five. If you go half and half, it's one thirty-seven and four. All right, yeah, you do, you do, yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. Like, like it just doesn't. T- to me, it doesn't make sense. Well, it, but, but we, but we've gotten. Hold on, but 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 I do say this. What you said was, like I said, if you were. If you had to build trust again in Spider-Man brand, mm, yeah, all right, that's and so. Fair. And granted, even with the movie being after Endgame, I mean before, yeah, after Endgame, you still know that they did well with this, and we're gonna see it. So you made another, what? You made another three hundred million dollars, basically, off of just basically off of name recognition, name recognition. recognition. Yeah. And off of the fact that it's in the MCU, it's MCU. Sure, sure. But, but I still will see what you're saying because you're still you still have to split that money with somebody that you didn't have to split with in the first place. Yeah, I definitely understand that. But if if your if if your if your but if you're only going to make eight hundred something million. Every time, are you ready? Yeah. If you're only going to make 800 million each time, and I help you make another 300 million each time that you wouldn't have made initially, because mm. that's what's going to happen. Everybody's not going to watch Spider Man like they did because there's no real reason to it because they have to build trust again. But no, I could be wrong. But anyway, I, yeah. I still think that they both are not looking at the interest. I think that Disney was looking at the interest for everybody, but they're being greedy. And I think that Sony was not looking at the interest of everybody. And, and they, they were, were trying being to, greedy. Not, prote- not particularly, but they're trying to protect what they can still have. Because mm-hmm. if not, you'll be Fox. And you're yeah, basically yeah. gone. Well, that that's where I was... Uh, that's where my train of thought was heading. Like, Sony was trying... Or, like, Disney was trying to get back this rights for Spider-Man from Sony. And if for whatever reason Sony you know becomes in a position where they are like Fox where they you know can't stand to have the uh, like Disney makes them an offer they can't refuse so to speak then Disney now owns Spider-Man of course but then they also own all of Disney's properties which is the point that I was trying to get at when I was thinking way fucking ahead and not speaking. I don't, that's, I don't, that's troublesome to me. Just, just think about this. Now, at this very moment, Disney owns all of Marvel. They own all almost, of Star Wars. Almost all of Marvel. Well, I mean, if you if you take Spider-Man. Because like I said, Spider-Man has a lot of characters. Yeah, yeah. So you take so Spider-Man. The majority. But they, they own like 80% oh, of Marvel. and don't forget about Universal, who they own. The Hulk, yeah. And Namor. I didn't know that. Yes, they own I, Namor. Because I thought that he was supposed to be the villain for... He does, but they own Namor. I didn't know that. That's why they That's haven't made a movie That's a weird yet. fucking thing for them to own. Not necessarily. Namor has been out before Aquaman. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it just seems weird that they would own something that they haven't made like a movie for yet or I, anything. Um. So they have to, yeah, they basically still own Namor. But, 
but regardless, your point is right. They own most of that, and yeah, so they so they own almost all of that. They own all of Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Now that they've bought Fox, they own all of Alien. They own all of uh, well, Fantastic Four and X Men are now part of Marvel, right. so we won't in, like Avatar. include that. They own Avatar, like they own all of these properties that. I mean, look. Look at the fucking box office. Disney has seven of the highest grossing movies this year. Seven of the top ten highest grossing movies of this year are Disney owned. If they buy if they buy Sony, they have not only Spider-Man, but now they have James Bond. Now they have Ghostbusters. Now they have like, like all of these properties. Like, the this is something that scares me as a as a fan of movies because so right now as of right now just domestic they have one two three four they have five out of the six because because okay. we're not counting spider-man but i still think that that's one of the reasons spider-man was so high it's because of their their involvement with disney yeah so they're part the the part of that, yeah. even though they're not. So if you take them out, you have five of the six. Um, you really don't have anything else, Disney, at all of of so far this year. But that really doesn't make a difference because that still comes out to like forty four percent of the box office. Yeah, those top. F- movies yeah and if you go worldwide it gets even crazier just because of how much more money is made everywhere else it is scary it, it is scary but so are we gonna go into that next category that next part because it kind of goes into the next part about what they're trying to do because like i said not only just bob Iger, i think in general well, i guess well he's the ceo of, yeah, C- yeah. of disney he's thinking He's not thinking three steps. He is thinking five, six, seven years ahead Mm -hmm. because this is what you're supposed to do. You know, um, so you already have this MCU that has been very, very, very lucrative, very lucrative. So then what do you do? You make two properties that are beloved by people and you make them realistic. You have a third one coming out. They said it looks absolutely beautiful. They said Mulan looks absolutely beautiful. So M- Mulan actually might be <laughs> one of the only ones I'm excited about. They said it may be an Oscar contender. It real. looks really good. So my problem is not the fact that they remade. And like I said earlier in the podcast, that even though they remade movies for a different reason, they still remade movies. They remade movies. We had a Star is Born four times. <laughs> You know, yeah, and, and that yeah. the last one was in the seventies, so it's not like it was something that was a new mm-hmm. um, concept at the at this point. It was something that they tried to redo recently. Really recently, they have new technology, you know, and I think the Little Mermaid is about to be remade. So things that you, like I said, it kind of goes back with the comic point to me. If I could do something better that I know you liked. You can appreciate it more if, if it could be done better. Car- and, and, and I'm not, a lot of people, a lot of people are stuck in the past. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying they're stuck in the past. Mm. Think about how old people talk about things like, oh, 
you know, we don't talk on the phone anymore. Well, funny thing was when the fucking phone started out, people said, why are you using that and not writing? You know, so it was always an issue. Like, mm-hmm. people were stuck in things they were used to. So, we were used to cartoons. But don't you think it was 1930 and we could have a visually have something that had a, a mouse on a steamboat? We would have that other than the cartoon if we could have done it. That's why they came up with the CGI and everything because they wanted something better. So, now mm-hmm. I can make this look realistic as possible because we just want everything to look real. That's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, but... I think that's honestly to, to the detriment of some of those movies. Lion King, to me, like, I, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. I do not want to see that movie. And the reason that I don't want to is because I've seen the trailer. I've seen the still images and stuff like that. If I wanted to watch National Geographic, I would watch National Geographic. The reason that that movie stands out to me, the one from 93, the reason that movie stands out to me is because the characters are expressive. Like they like you can see like the hope and want in their eyes and like you can see like these visually stunning set pieces that you don't get with this realistic CGI. Like I don't care that Zazu looks like an actual bird from Africa. Uh, why the fuck do I care? Why do I care? It's nice. It looks pretty. And I am really, really proud of the things that they were able to do with with the computers in this movie. But it looks absolutely soulless to me. Like, I I don't know why I would watch that over the one from 93. It's the same way I feel about Beauty and the Beast. I watched that one sadly that movie is a facsimile of the one from 91 it is just not the same everything about that 91 classic is uh, i mean it's a classic like and the one with emma watson was fine but for what it was yeah it was like i would never watch it again ever but just because i'm not I don't care about being a beast, and, it, and but but as far as not to cut you off, but but as far as what Beauty and Beast was, because you know a lot of people don't realize this, that was the first animated movie to be nominated for no, Best Picture. Yeah, exactly. Because of the music, and it, it was it was done like do I think there was better movies afterwards? Or probably probably afterwards, but beforehand. It would been hard to say, yeah, this movie... I would never nominate for Best Picture. Let me just throw that out there. That shit would never have been nominated for Best Picture. I mean, but it was 91. What else did it have? To, we, remember, like, we did a thing on no, it. No, I know, I know. But the 91 Oscars, I don't remember anything too crazy. You know uh, what I mean? Um, Dances with Wolves was the year... Was the... Winner. Was the winner from that year, right? Um, If I'm on my second, yes. But. Yeah, so, I mean... Still, the, the, but that doesn't mean there was not better movies out, because we huh. didn't we didn't go through that. We didn't go through that. We just gone through the nominees. Yeah. So we, fair enough. So, but regardless, <clears throat> I don't. I feel you on what you're saying. But tell me this: did you did you not like the Jungle Book, the new one? See, I feel like that's. Is it different? Slightly different. Is it different? <laughs> yeah, because this one wasn't purely. It had an actual cast in it. Does that make... Or, like, it, it at the very least had, like, a little boy. And oh, you like, mean a real person? Like, yeah, somebody yeah. real that yeah, would... Okay, yeah, exactly. This is completely CGI. Yeah, but... Yeah, and one person. Still, <laughs> one real person. And, and even still, with The Jungle Book, I, 
I don't know that it is as good as the one from what sixty sixty nine, I think, something like that. Yeah. yeah, like it has this weird stunt casting of Christopher Walken as King Louis, and like they do a half hearted attempt of him singing the 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 wanna be like you, and okay, like cool, I guess. I like Christopher Walken, like, but. Again, the the best part of that movie for me is seeing the marvel of what they were able to do with the technology and less about what the movie was. Uh, so, I <clears throat> definitely understand from that logic, for, for both, everything you said, definitely how you understand about Aladdin and, well, you didn't say Aladdin, but I'm assuming you have the same thought uh, process yeah. about Aladdin. Pro- well, probably. I, I, see, so this is this is the way I look at things. If Toy Story, which was the first Pixar movie, mm. was done as a cartoon in '96, and they decided to yeah, make like, it like a hand-drawn animation, right, like okay. Lion King, yeah, um, and then in 2012 they came out with a new one, and it looked like Toy Story three. A lot of people have been saying the same thing because this is what they're used to. Because think about it: before Lion King, all we knew was cartoons. Now, even when they would make the whole point of them remaking a cartoon into a movie has to be a new idea because not saying that cartoons weren't as old as movies because they weren't but not you know what I mean like mm. they they were as old as the movies that we were used to seeing on TV I mean seeing at the movies at, in time yeah. not like Thomas Edison making the first movie like Wings being in night 27 yeah you know, there was movies but they weren't like that it was shorts because mm-hmm. you only could do so much with, with still animation. Yeah, the Nickelodeons and and that right. Kind of shit. So <clears throat> once you came out with what was the first one? Um, the first Disney one. Well, the first technical technical cartoon movie. Oh, uh, um, Snow White maybe. I mean, maybe yeah. Right, like so, like a full length feature length. Yeah, probably Snow White. So what they did with that, what <coughs> it was, it was really really cool. But just think about if you were able to watch that. And have everything they did in that cartoon in a movie looking real, which like if you had both of them together and it was no option first, they came out together. And it's kind of hard to say, but like right now, if I was able to see, um, I'm trying to, it's kind of hard to like Transformers. If I saw a Transformers cartoon mm-hmm. versus the movie mm-hmm. and they could do the same thing, I'm taking the movie every time because it seems more real. It, if they, you see, my, I, I see you your see point. My point. Yeah, like if if they tell the same exact story and they have the same like sort of like trappings, but one has like better visuals, right? They, they just, yeah. So, and the thing about the Lion King is that, and we're just using that as an example. The reason why it looks so, the set looks like that, like on a cartoon, so it can try to emulate real life as best as possible. Now, one issue that people have been saying about the Lion King that has issues is, like you said, there's no facial expression. Uh, on it but this is trying to be real um and granted they're talking but still you know, yeah still. like it, it, <laughs> right. how much realism do you really want to have um but a lot of people it, it, for me i don't have a problem with them remaking it we are just so stuck in things that we're used to and i'm not just i'm not saying you i'm saying in general people are just stuck in things that they are used to and 
the same thing with Aladdin. The only issue I would have with Aladdin is that, well, not even an issue. Once somebody dies, it's like, oh, we can't do shit with them anymore. Yeah. Fuck that. No, like, you know, don't get me wrong. Robert Williams was awesome in it. But it was still a person that did an acting role. Mm. And they said that Will Smith did very good in it. Yeah, yeah. Weird in blue, but... <laughs> very, very weird in blue. But considering how... And this is a thing that I think a lot of people aren't really putting in perspective either. How many movies made a billion dollars ever? You know what I'm saying? Like, worldwide, mm. ever. But we make it seem like this is a commonality. It's What Disney is doing is this. Disney is finding things that they know that people are nostalgia about and you're not going to make another cartoon of it well and, and granted you you could you could make the same case why would you remake it um you could also make the argument why would you make a remake in the first place yeah, or you could just re-release it in theaters i wouldn't want to see that shit again like that i i would especially if i have a dvd of it why would i want to watch it in theaters again because uh, it's in theaters <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I mean, I see what you're saying. But like, the, if the if the same thing held true, right? Mm-hmm. If if we want to just see the same thing with like better graphics, then why didn't the prequel trilogy for Star Wars do better? Um, you know what I mean? Like because well, those it was garbage. A- that's why. <laughs> uh, you want to be real about this? Are you serious? Because it was like we had, think about but, how, but know, it was still about, Star Wars. Know, you're talking about the you Phantom I mean? Menace and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. They, it did do well the first weekends, first couple weekends, and so people start watching no, it and said, "This is garbage." That's what I'm saying. That that's my point. Is 1999, 2001, and 2004. Yeah, yeah. Those three movies, which can't, you know. Say what you will about the quality of their storytelling and blah, blah, blah. They're still Star Wars movies. Yeah, and they did and great opening weekend. They opening did great. Weekend, but after opening weekend, yeah, they, they did not. Garbage. <laughs> yeah, but, but, not garbage. But, Let's just be, just be real. They weren't garbage. But oh, go ahead. Let me go. Tell me. The, say. the point I'm trying to make is this. <clears throat> if what sells us is better visuals those movies should have done better because for all intents and purposes they were star wars movies with better graphics okay. do you see what i'm saying yeah but but not necessarily they want the same movie with better graphics no I, that, and that's I, a whole I see what different you're saying ballgame but because it's, it's, it's okay but the reason that you're re-releasing lion king is a for the people who are nostalgic for it and b so you can introduce it to new audiences so that then you can sell shit even more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Money. And that's, that's kind of thing. what the prequel yeah. trilogy did. For more or less. Like, Lucas said that he wanted to go back and tell the story of Anakin. What the fuck ever. No one cares, Lucas. But the reason <laughs> that those movies got re-released is, A, to appeal to your old fans, and B, to draw in new fans. Right. They were still Star Wars movies. But they weren't the same movie. No, and, but... And, that, and that's the thing. Like, but they okay, were built like on the Jaws. same principle. Jaws, the shirt you have on. That's mm. a really good example. Say Jaws comes back out again. I don't want to see it. All right, you may not want to see it. <laughs> but for those people who are nostalgic about it, by it you're going to make this a CGI awesome movie. It's not going to be one mm. of those mechanical ro- uh, mechanical sharks that But that's had. part of the charm. <laughs> For people who are, well, I say nostalgic, and I'm about to say it again, but people who are, like, you are a movie head. We're different movie heads. You are into the 
semantics of it mm. and and that was makes you great i am into the whole point of that at times and how can you make this better now granted do i want to see jaws no i didn't care for jaws Jaw- uh, well, i think you're the, wrong <laughs> i think the story was cool but for them to be like this is just i mean i think the story was cool yeah but whatever um it wasn't like so horrifying it's like fucking shark get out of the water (laughs) (laughs) fucking idiot anyway uh but (laughs) just get out of the water (sighs) but the host but the but the acting and everything about it was good Mm. i thought it was a really good movie um I just wasn't like, oh my god! Like it's not like Psycho, which I think is fucking subpar or just decent. You're an insane person. Decent. So, no, Psycho is decent. Is an expertly crafted thriller. It is decent. I when I watch when I watch Psycho, when I watch Psycho back at like thing ninety four, I thought this is not scary. That's a guy. Anyway, <laughs> plain and simple. That's yeah. what I thought. I'm like, he's dressed up as his mom. I didn't even know anything, but anyway that's regardless my point is that when it comes down to a movie that you want to see done better it's different than star wars where you are making another story to make more money because you're a greedy bastard that's that's you're still greedy because you're still trying to make money off of something that was already done but you want to make people say let's do this better i we have the technology now to make this better just like the x-men cartoon you made it into a movie because now you have the technology to make it a movie and not in a cartoon movie does that make more sense and now i'm not now i'm not negating anything you said about the fact that um why would you remake it I, i'm not negating that it, we don't know why because they're greedy but they also know that okay this was done good let's see if we could do it better aladdin let's see if we can do it better and obviously a lot of people are stupid and are really <laughs> into seeing this done better like i really thoroughly enjoyed the jungle book would i watch the cartoon or the movie again i'm never watching the cartoon i'm watching the movie i won't say never like that like it was bad but i have an option and my option is not the cartoon because i can see a real life version of what i liked that was not real life ish you know just yeah. like beauty and the beast i watched beauty and the beast for the simple fact of how well can you make this cartoon look because think about it, that was the first one they had done like that not yeah, really yeah. Well, but sort uh, of because even if you put in like magnificent it wasn't like it wasn't the same yeah this was the first one they kind of did you know copy and paste so i feel like we are too in a way nostalgic about things that we don't want to let go of mm. and i'm not this is not about you because i can understand the feeling but just like when i think about like the delonica and how they don't want to change anything in the square and so yeah, you well, rather have dumb. pipes bur- burst and nothing happened and you stay have your little square just be this place that you know is caught up in 1890 or whatever the hell it was for you not to progress because you want to keep this nostalgia all right cool take pictures now we have cameras you know so and granted there's certain things you can keep but you're going to have to progress in time because time is going to because that's just how it is um there's some things that we could probably keep and 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 leave but that's just not the case like everything is needs to get better and better but like i told you 
that's not always a good thing. Now, I'm not, I'm not making the case as, as if I agree. I'm making the case as being that devil's advocate of why it would happen. Because, yeah. you know, I could have taken Lion King or not. I don't care. My thing is more of don't mess up Marvel. But anyway, as far as this goes, I don't care how, how you had done it. I don't care if you did it again. If you didn't do it again, it makes no difference to me. You're just a greedy bastard. And, and you, it's Disney. What do you expect? So, yeah. But anyway, so that's my take on it. Like, I don't have a problem with them doing it. I'm not my like. I'm not gonna not watch it just because I can't believe they did this. But what I am gonna do is just say that if you're gonna do it, make sure you do it right. Um, and a lot of people seem like they really do like this, like both movies, because they both yeah. already made a billion dollars already. Yeah, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Because I want to say Lion King had done it in like 19 days. Yeah, because it was seventeen days by the twenty ninth of July. So, um, anyway, I don't have a problem with it, but I do feel that they are looking ahead as far as what have we done. Like I said, Little Mermaid is coming out. They already did. That's the Beauty and Beast that made five hundred million dollars in the U.S. Yeah, you know, um, Lion King, Aladdin. You know, the, the, uh, Lady and Tramp is coming. Lady and Tramp is coming. The trailer already dropped for that. Mulan. You know, the next thing you know, probably the next, say, six years, you come out with a Toy Story one. Which, and, 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 and as good as Pixar had done that, just think about this being real life looking for toys. That well, I mean, just, look at the difference between Story Toy Story 4 and Toy Story... I haven't seen 4 yet. Oh, okay. Well, but look at the difference, difference between Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 1. You know what I mean? Yeah. Andy's like a full human as opposed to like this weird, like, <laughs> gangly, like, doll. I mean... Right. Like, I, I definitely understand. Like I said, I, I don't have a problem with what they do, but if you're going to do it, do it right. And... This is just how things are. You know, I mean, this is just what it is. You know, we had gone from actually picking up a phone with a, a line to, you know, basically putting something in our ear. Yeah. And hitting it. So, I mean, it, it is, it's not, to me, it's not hurting anything. And I'm not like that nostalgic where I, I have to keep, like, records. You know, mm. cool. It's cool, but... I'm cool, okay with MP, MP3 now. Like it is what it is. Yeah. If I and it is a thing to miss a booklet from a CD. You know, you could look at the credits and what people say. Uh, thank you, artist. I don't care. I just want to listen to music and know who wrote it and things like that. But I could look it up. You know. But and and maybe that's my fault of being too dependent on technology. That's because, definitely something we could we could definitely say. I mean, for sure, that technology is spoiled us and now we're to the point where we we need technology in order to like function and determine whether or not something is good in the case of movies that's definitely a a, a point that we could or not even good different <clears throat> you know different perspective of it yeah 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 uh, i just i feel like an over dependence on the old properties because well my my problem is so you have Disney who owns fucking everything 60, big yeah 60% of of Hollywood and like 90% of all things that are huge 
at what point do we take them to task for not releasing new original things? I, I made a point in my, my article. Uh, they, you know, they bought Fox, which means that they own all of Fox's substudio. So I don't remember if to- Fox Atomic is still a thing. Um, but I know that they were like in the, the mid two thousands, but Fox searchlight is definitely still a thing. And they want to keep that. They do want to keep yeah, that. Well, so they want to keep that, but Jojo rabbit, have you seen the trailer for that? Not yet. But okay. It's, it. it's Taika Waititi's new movie. Mm-hmm. Very distinctive filmmaker. He makes movies that are like, I don't want to say nobody else could make them, but like, you know, when you watch a Taika Waititi movie, right? you know what I mean? They screen Jojo Rabbit and they're like, well, I don't know if this is good for Disney's image. Just release it under Fox Searchlight, the studio that you bought the movie from. Like, I, I have a like, I have a problem with Disney who has an over reliance on properties that they already own and just re releasing them and re releasing them and re releasing them. Their tent poles with Marvel and Star Wars, and then. They don't do anything with their smaller movies. Like, I I don't know, man. There's... I like Disney. I like Disney a lot. Like, my probably my favorite animated movie of all time is Beauty and the Beast. I love that movie. I love The Lion King. I love The Little Mermaid. I love, you know, Aladdin. I love... Uh, fuck, I love Hercules. You know, like, all the way up through, like, the, the late... 90s cartoons. I love those movies. And then if you count Pixar in that, like, fucking forget about it. I love Disney. But there's a certain point where that that love for that company kind of doesn't override my love for movies as a whole anymore. Because if if Fox owned Focus Pictures, which is the uh, I think they're owned by Universal. If Fox owned owned that, and then someone was releasing Eternal Sunshine now, I may never get my favorite movie because Disney doesn't think that it's in their image. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a weird they they're not taking chances, and I understand being conservative. I, I understand wanting to make things that are going to make you money. I fully understand that filmmaking as it currently sits is a business that is mixed with an art form. But you have to give creators leeway. And that's where I get very wary of where Disney is currently. Especially considering, like I said, what we were just talking about. You're just, at the moment, re basically re-releasing movies with better graphics so this is how i feel about this um did i tell you i was kind of pissy about uh, steven spielberg about what he said about roma he didn't feel like roma should have been nominated for best picture did we talk about that Mm-mm. so he felt felt like the movie should be out at the movie theater for you to be nominated for best picture and i feel that once again, that's one of those things that we have been holding on to. And if we had other options back in 1930, we probably wouldn't have gone to the movies. Yeah. There's certain movies we had gone to see and some mm-hmm. movies we would not have gone to see. I'm okay with seeing Roma 
never but then also <laughs> on netflix mm-hmm. i'm okay with seeing one of my favorite movie of last year the favorite on netflix or hulu on tv long, long story short yeah yeah um, i think it's on hbo um so i don't have to see there's sort of movies i feel are theatrical movies mm-hmm. and endgame is one of them lion king is one of them movies star wars um i don't have to see cop out at the movies i don't have to hell i don't, I don't have to see <laughs> who the fuck suck cop out in the theaters <laughs> let's be honest like jumanji is a movie i always see at the movies mm-hmm. there's some of the movies i don't think you can make this i feel all right a star is born that's one of those movies in between because i still believe that i've, I've never like i'm <laughs> i was not gonna pay money to see that movie it may be good, but that's not something I would go to pay money to see because I don't have to see that on a big screen. Maybe not because I've ever seen it. But from the way you portray this, there's nothing um like great as far as graphics for me to have to say, well, I need to see this on a big screen. See what I'm saying? Now, are there movies on Netflix and... No, before I say that, let me just think about that for a minute. Are there any really good movies on Netflix that I did not have to, that I should have seen in the movies, or are there any good movies on Netflix that were just like really, really good? A Netflix original movie? Because there's shows definitely. There, there's shows for sure. Yeah. But so, but but even still, there's movies that warrant going to the movies for, and there's movies that you can watch at home. Um, I feel so I think that we get so caught up in the avenue that these movies are going to go because what's the point of having a movie go to the movies if they're going to make six million dollars off a 20 million dollar budget you're going to lose money and so yeah but do you really think that those movies would have found audiences on Netflix anyway you know what I mean I think that like there's a movie that came out uh earlier this year that Netflix did not promote at all called the Clovich killer with old, uh, old boy from the firm. What was his name? Which one? Uh, oh, Michael, Dylan, uh, Dylan McDermott. Is that it? He was in American horror story season one and uh, he was the, in the firm. Um, uh, oh, the, um, not the firm, the, the Boston show. I thought that was the firm that he was in. I thought it was called something else. Well, it wasn't Boston Legal. No, it was the one that was the that. Yeah, yeah, that, that. that spun everything yeah. off from that. But yeah, uh, his name is um, Dermot. Yeah, Dylan Dylan McDermott, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like Netflix didn't promote this movie at all, and apparently, it's one of the best movies of the year. Like, I just think the practice. The practice. That's it. The firm was the uh, Tom, Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it called? Oh, the Clovis killer. Yeah, the Clovis killer. Uh, so we say that. Like, I don't, I don't know that. Like, some of these these movies that, yeah, that have the twenty million dollar budget and only made six six million dollars in theaters. I don't know that even if you push the budget even like a little further down, like say it's fifteen million. So, so are they really going to get marketed on Netflix? You well, know what I mean? Well, well, okay. So let's go with that movie. All right. So there's two things I go by. The first thing I go by is Metascore. Because that takes all the critics and averages mm. it. 
And I still try to go by IMDb because at least, even though they are assholes at times, because people could be mean for no reason, yeah. I still feel like it's a better gear than Rotten Tomato because you're not really saying how good the movie is that you liked. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is the equivalent of like a thumbs up or a thumbs right. down. Did you like it or did you not like right. it? I and like it with like, a six. Yeah, you know, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie got a six point five on IMDb and a fifty nine on Metascore. So it's relative. Like that that's a relative statement. And I'm not saying that it's not, because we could both like it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the thing is is that there's a lot of movies that are come out in the movies that are marketed. They come out in the theaters that are marketed. Oh yeah, right? for sure. You know, and so, so even even think about a Fox Searchlight movies. You have to have marketing, marketing, marketing. Um, even the movies that won for Best Picture, they were marketed by people. Twelve Years a Slave. Brad Pitt was a producer. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying like you know, um, Some Dog Millionaire. Danny Boyle was the director. Yeah. You know, so there's these are big name people that have something to do with these movies and they're gonna make sure that somehow people are going to know about these movies. Everybody doesn't have that 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 pool like that. You know what I'm saying? So I understand what you're saying, but I still think that there's ways for, for there's ways for movies to be seen and directors to be seen and if the point of a movie theater is to make money, they don't care about your artistic view unless you're trying to win an Oscar. And at this point, you know, obviously Disney, that's not in their bar game right now. Well, I mean, I won't say that because, like I said, they said Milan made. But tell me something else that they really tried to win an Oscar with. Black Panther lucked up. That was a lucky, lucky draw mm-hmm. on that one. Yeah, I think Infinity War was actually the movie that probably should have been nominated. Definitely. I think Infinity War is definitely better than Black Panther. But I mean, I'm not going to just down the, down Black Panther. We had that conversation before, but especially when Endgame came out, compared to 3, that was the one I would have picked. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. No doubt about it. Even though I thought, I think acting Oscars could have gone to... Oh, I don't know. I do not understand why he wasn't nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I don't understand. Like, I have no idea. That was a travesty. Of all the things, that was the craziest thing. Um, but... Well, I think the man, I just so the only thing we want to go to the movie theater store for are blockbusters. Think about look at the, the trend, look at how the trend has been. A movie tickets of sales have been going down for the last five, six years. The only movie tickets that have actually been making money, money has been basically blockbusters. You know, if even if you look at this 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 year, um, like I said, like forty four percent of the money that was made from the from the these motherfuckers made eight point nine billion dollars already this year. Frozen two hasn't dropped. Mm-hmm. Mulan hasn't dropped. Star Wars, Star Wars hasn't, hasn't dropped. dropped. This is sickening when you really think about it. Yeah, but. But it's not like Disney is the problem. This is the no, it's a yeah. symptom of what people want. People want to go to the movies to be entertained, and even even like us, you got us, Rocket Man. There's certain movies that every people are going to go see just because of the appeal that has. So, um, and even with the Stars Born, that did really, 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 really good. Mm-hmm. But also, I can understand that being something you want to see. It's a stage people sing. It's a little bit different than watching. I, I can't even think right now, but you know what I'm saying. It's not like watching like the favorite or watching 
you know, something like that where, you, where it's not going to be anything that's visually appealing to you in a way to have to watch a big screen with 300 people. You know, um, yeah. But don't forget, we were also been accustomed to this for years. You I know, because we had no option for so long. Think about VHS didn't come out until when, the seventies. Even you, later, you I was, think you were still watching porn in movie theaters. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so once you have an option of jacking off by yourself, <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, that's fair, but. I mean, this is what we're accustomed to. I, I feel like there's also a, a point to be made about whether or not we're actually as artistically inclined now than we were back in, say, the day, like the days of the 70s when you had, I don't know, like fucking Taxi Driver and shit like that. Or even go back to like the 80s, like with fucking Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is a very unique movie made by a very unique group of people who made a really damn good movie. You know what I mean? I grew up in the 80s. There were some garbage-ass movies in the uh, 80s, too. Yeah, well, go fuck yourself. The 80s are the greatest. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying the 80s are not the greatest, but there's some movies that I've seen that I thought... Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> <coughs> Absolutely horrible movies. Uh, Troll 2. Tro- okay. House 2. Uh, the second story. The- <laughs> I'm saying like some of these movies are just as bad as any other movies. It, it, once again, we're in the, when, you, when I go back and look at some of these movies that, that we say were so good, I think that's all right now. Like I well, liked it then. But, but I see your point. Like there's. Well, so, so let me say this. Endgame is the highest grossing movie of the year. Ever. Or, ever. Oh, okay, of the ever. year. Because we're, we're using U.S. Fuck the world. Okay. I, I, you've seen Once Upon a Time in America, right? In or Hollywood. in Hollywood. God damn it, I keep I've fucking seen, that up. I've seen the first 20 minutes of it. Okay. Just, just from what you've seen, the first 20 minutes of it, do you think that it is better than Endgame? Because on a on a purely artistic level, I got. To I the, think it is infinitely better than Endgame. I think okay. Well, I, I'll tell you exactly where I, where I stopped. I stopped at the point when he's talking to Al Pacino in the restaurant, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the re, the. They're trying to get him to do the, do um, the movie, and he was talking about the show he was just in. They talk about how he had a DUI and he couldn't be driven anymore. Yeah. Um, it was, the, the, the I mean, re- it's kind of hard to say because like, it's only 20 minutes in. Yeah. And Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't dislike him, but you already told you I felt yeah. like him. Like, yeah. you kind of overact sometimes and you're not Brad Pitt. So, and I didn't even really get to see Brad Pitt really, really like that. So, yeah. I, I'm going to try to watch it again, hopefully tonight. Okay. But keep going. Well, my, my, my point is this. The Russo brothers are not nearly as good as Quentin Tarantino. Period. End of story. Like, I like their movies, especially Winter Soldier, especially Endgame, especially Infinity War. I like their movies. You get out of but, this, there's nothing but, else. I mean, well, yeah, but like... Marley and my, me. My point is, is, they're not Quentin Tarantino. Right. Taika Waititi might be, but he's only done two movies so far. The third one, we don't even know if we're going to get if Disney allows it. Quentin Tarantino movies make money. They make 
money. When you say make money, what do you mean? I mean like, like how, how much has how much has Once Upon a Time in Hollywood made? Now it's made about a hundred and thirty million. Um, are you, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Maybe hundred fifty, maybe. It's made one hundred twenty-three million. His highest-grossing movie was *Pulp Fiction*. Made two hundred twenty-eight. Django Unchained was one hundred eighty-four. Okay. Oh no! Whoa! I'm crazy. I'm absolutely crazy. No, that's not true at all. I knew it didn't make that much money. All right, his highest-grossing movie has been *Django Unchained*. Mm-hmm. Before *Django Unchained*, his high, this is his highest-grossing movie. His movies don't make money like that. He. Well. I think comparatively, his, his movies average seventy nine because seventy seven million dollars a movie. Okay, I think I was looking at the adjusted. I was too. I was adjusted. like, oh, what? Yeah. but but even still, they're even great still, movies. They're they're great, and the the point is, if you take Thor Ragnarok out, right? How much did what we do in the shadows gross? Because it wasn't a lot. No, but Edgar also- Wright movies. He's great. I'm not like that's not the point I'm trying to make. Edgar Wright movies are fantastic, but they don't necessarily gross a whole lot of movie or uh, a whole lot of money. Like Tarantino, since Inglorious Bastards, well, I guess to be not fair, he only had four movies too. Edgar Wright, and it's only gross forty. Don't forget his first movie is absolutely great. But Dude, all of his movies. Are nobody knew who great. he was. Nobody knew who Simon Pegg was. Nobody, and they're mm-hmm. British, so that's not really fair. You know, okay. like especially well, at that time. You know, sure. But uh, Sp- Spielberg's maybe another one. But I feel like Spielberg's in a different. <laughs> like he, he's not as artistic as, and that sounds really bad. But he, he's not the same as Tarantino. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have necessarily a distinctive voice, I feel like. I don't, well, it's also, too, that Tarantino writes most of his movies, too. I mean, yeah, that's so fair. That, that's that's a, a fair point. Thing. So, now, it's kind of like Kanye. Kanye knows how to rap on his own beats because he makes his beats. You see yeah, what I see what you're saying, but, like, Scorsese has a distinctive style. You know what I mean? When you watch a Scorsese movie, you know that you're watching a Scorsese movie, even though he has had like a million different people write his movies. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? but it's his style of directing that makes him know that this is a Scorsese movie. The mm. way that he does his cinematography. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's, the way that's he, the word. The way he does that is is different than everybody else. Actually, I can't even say that because once you get to, like, when you see Raging Bull, mm-hmm. that's different than Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, and different than the um, uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Now, Goodfellas and Casino are, are are close, but then you go to Shutter Island. That's different than both mm. of those. So you really, yeah. like if you saw Shutter Island, you wouldn't know that was Scorsese. Mm, I don't know. There are definitely distinctive things that he does in his movies that I like. It's it's kind of cliche, but it's it's almost like this the Spielberg like uh, like the Spielberg one shot or or one or shot. Spielberg's Warners are different from everybody else's. And and Scorsese has 
a lot of distinctive flares in his movies. You know what I mean? And and maybe you're right. Maybe but, like but had I not known that it was Scorsese, maybe maybe Shutter Island is the one where I'm like, huh, who made this? You know what I mean? Like Spike Lee. Spike Lee has distinctive things he does in his movies that when I see a movie. If I, you took the sound out, the sound is also another giveaway for him. There's certain things he does that if you gave me five directors who you think made this movie, mm. I can probably say, okay, it's him. You know, but I see your point about how good directors don't always make the money. Because like, cause I knew for a fact Tar- Tarantino didn't make that much money until his last three movies came out. Even even if gross. you put... Even if you put... um. Well, and we, I mean, we're also not talking about this, but we also have to think about, like, his movies may not make money the same way that blockbusters do, but how many writer-directors have movies that make over $100 million? Tarantino has four in the last... Three. Three three of his last four. His last three, period. Uh, Hateful Eight didn't. Hateful Eight only made 84. Yeah, Hateful Eight. Forgot about that one. And that was probably because that movie was fucking stupid long. That movie was almost three hours long. Um, fuck you, box office. Movie. Is it updating for you too? Yeah, it's. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Fuck you, box office mojo. Anyway, <laughs> um, but but even with that being said. Quentin Tarantino started off with two movies that got his name out there, and so and also real quick, we're not a, that's just box office. Django made four hundred twenty-five million dollars worldwide. Like if you take Kill Bill, his top five movies, Kill Bill Volume Two made a hundred and fifty-two million worldwide. That's his. Of of his top five, I just went to a different website. Of his Where'd top five, uh, f- I just I just typed in uh, Tarantino movie grosses. It was flickeringmyth.com. dot hmm. I've never heard of this website. You plugs you life. bastards. Yeah, give us some damn money. Um. Yeah, like if if you Inglorious Django, Pulp Fiction. And then both the Kill Bills, all all five of those mo- movies made over one hundred fifty million dollars worldwide. One hundred fifty million dollars. But still, that's nothing to sneeze at, especially with I I assume those budgets weren't gigantic. Yeah, because who the fuck are you paying? Uma Thurman, um, Michael Madsen. Like, I don't think that they had. Well, crazy production budgets, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I, worldwide box office, his movies have made one point eight billion dollars. Well, that's nothing to seize over. I mean, a billion of anything. Yeah, considering he's only made nine movies, that's roughly two hundred million a piece worldwide, right? And that's one director. Now the only other writer director that has made well, don't forget J.J. Abrams, but um, however, it's still 
there's still movies that people make that are just that are decent. Everybody's not Quentin Tarantino. Everybody's not Taika Waititi. He only had four movies too, and but forget he's from New Zealand. Yeah. So it's not like you know they've been over here either. Mm. He had to make a name for himself to even get over here in the first place. Um, so a lot of things are are, and there's a lot of directors who make decent movies. They're okay, but once again, Kill Bill is a movie you could see at the movies. Jackie Brown, on the hand, I could wait for that to come on. I would have seen that in theaters. But you're still paying one way or another. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Sure. Like, it's not. It's like you're still paying one way or another. If it goes on Netflix or if it goes on Hulu, technically Netflix or or let's say Netflix, just because yeah. that's that's the one that you kind of want to get on. You're still paying for it, and so they're still getting paid. Um, especially for, you know, I, I really want to see how much. All right, so give me give me a Quentin movie. Uh, uh, uh we'll just go uh, Inglorious Bastards. Okay, so Inglorious Bastards. So that made worldwide three hundred and twenty-one million dollars. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, that's one of his newer movies. Yeah, and yeah. those those are the ones that have been doing very very well. All right, so his production budget was seventy million. So you assume that you probably maybe double that, so one hundred forty million. Not bad. That's really doubling not bad. your production budget. I think is the sign of a really good movie. No, no, no I'm saying you double your production budget because basically the budgets you have, like that's just a production oh, budget. oh, okay, so gotcha, marketing gotcha, gotcha. and everything else. So say it's like another. I'll say fifty. I don't. I highly doubt. I really don't think they like fifty. I probably yeah, say no that, thirty. That's the problem with uh, with marketing budgets. They, those motherfuckers inflate the cost on everything. They're like, oh yeah, we made a billion dollars with Endgame, but I don't know if we're going to recoup the costs. Like, he, and don't get me wrong, I really think he makes money. Did you know that he wrote Crimson Tide? Crimson Tide. Yeah. What is that? Um, I've never even heard of that. The one with um, Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman. They were in the sub. Came out in 95. He wrote that. He helped write that. Hmm. Damn, I didn't know that at all. I wonder why he's why it's in, not in... It was a big part. Regardless. Yeah, regardless. Regardless. I see your point. Like but... I, I just don't feel like... like If you really want a movie to make money, you have to have something intriguing for them to put it in the theater for a lot of people to see a biography about somebody like Freddie Mercury or Elton John or you know Michael Jackson maybe Prince you know something that that would be a extravaganza in a way um, for it to be a non like animated even animated movies I can see an animated movie going to the movies. I can mm. see that just because of what it is. But regardless, I'll be fine if you told me that this movie is going to straight to TV for whatever outlet and I have to watch it. All right, cool. I don't have to fucking go anywhere. I'm not, it's not a big deal if I don't see this on the big screen because it's just a bigger fucking version of what I'm watching. Now, granted, we know the semantics of that, of, of the difference. 
I just don't care like that. Like I'm <laughs> like I'm not gonna pay fucking twenty dollars to see a movie or twelve dollars to see a movie that I can just pay twelve dollars a month to see with everything else. I just think, like I said, if the, and once again, I go back to the same premise I said before. If there was options 70 years ago, what options do mm. you think people really would have? You still have people go to the movies, yes. You also have more people who would say, you know what, I'm going to stay at home and watch this with my family so I have to spend $70 on this fucking movie that is going to be on regular TV in like five months anyway. Yeah, it definitely is a value proposition. And it's also a thing that we've been used to and if we had another option we're probably going to a loss and we're so used to this not being the case yeah i mean well i don't want to get this is getting uh we're almost at two hours so this is getting a little long in the tooth but no i i definitely i see your point there's um certain things that i would push back on like i feel like sometimes seeing horror movies for instance with an audience is a, 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 more, a more a more fun experience yeah that's a theater like, movie watching it at home you don't get the same thing like paranormal activity I remember distinctly I watched it online the first time I watched it that movie scared the shit out of me I watched it with an audience and I had a more fun time because there are other people who were getting scared and I was sitting there like yeah like you know what I mean but you don't get that same experience so, but I'm not saying that everybody can't. I'm not saying you you shouldn't. I'm just saying that there's 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 other companies other than Disney, and you can and yes, Fox Searchlight has these movies, but there's also other ways. And if they don't want to pick your movie up because they don't think it's going to be profitable, because this is the way of what's happening, people are going in droves to see movies like in droves that's probably the better way to put mm. it you can go you just, you'll still see a movie in the movie theater but you, maybe you and three other people and then they have to think well is this really worth it if we're only getting 1200 people a week yeah. you know and that that's basically kind of my point like it's it's not really the fact of what it is is that do you think it's profitable and does a company think it's profitable yeah and I just think that if I was a company I'll say that I'll have like a Disney plus for, oh, that's a bad example but you can see my point yeah, for yeah. these movies so you can see these type of movies um, and so you won't have you won't saturate it with everything like Netflix has and maybe I, me using Netflix was a bad example because it has fucking everything on everything, there yeah. but if it was something that just like remember how um, AMC like AMC like, think about a new version of AMC where you when, 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 um, no American yeah, when AMC just did movies Mm-hmm. before they did the whole yeah where they were kind of like the uh, Turner Classic Movies right. channel I think that's what they ended up turning yeah. into possibly just a new version of that these are the movies that just that are coming out to read and this is going to be like this genre on this day or whatever the case Yeah, that would be a good way for people to see new stuff and still you know and, and then then you can still garner those awards and whatever the case I just think that taking everything in the movies oversaturates us and then makes us feel like feel bad for going and seeing end games and things like that and nobody else sees these other movies well this is how they market it they market it because they're trying to make money because mm-hmm. that's the whole purpose of the movie is to make money and not to really put your point out there per, per se or their point out there per se unless it's going to make us money no, is that a greedy aspect? Yeah. Maybe somebody needs to come up with another way of doing it. But 
I know there's certain movies that you and I have talked about that we want to go see at the movies. You know why? Because we have no other option but seeing them at the movies. Mm. If I could have told you, hey, Josh, I want you to come over to the house, let's watch this movie. You want to say it, fuck that, I want to see it on a big screen. Yeah, I see your point. But still, I see your point that, yeah, it's definitely some things that we need to see as movie fans and have options to see and not just let it fall under the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we I guess we can end it there. Uh, That's pretty good. I like that. that we was... didn't talk a whole lot about Disney, honestly. <laughs> well, we did. We I talked... mean, we, we yeah, I guess we did. Because how they, you know, this is if they buy up everything then they get to dictate what the fuck comes mm. out. Yeah. You know. Fucking Disney. Jesus. Hell, they already got most of the stake of Hulu. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. You saw that they were uh, not going to have anything over PG-13 on Disney+, Plus, right? I did. It makes sense to me, since they own most of Hulu. Yeah. They but, just put all their R-rated stuff there. But they haven't really said anything about that either. They just made, uh-huh. they made it seem like everything they have... Is going to be on Disney Plus. I mean, they said that, but the thing is, they have. It does not have to be R, but you know, like Moon Knight. Hmm. Are you going to really water that down? Deadpool. I mean, they own Deadpool now. They do, and they said they were going to. They said they're going they, to make it. Hmm. That's what they said. Would you watch a PG thirteen? Fuck no. The whole point of Deadpool being like Deadpool is that he is a foul mouthed like. He's the Ryan Reynolds version of that character. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, so that was it for us. Uh, quick, I guess, exit notes. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, you are at Corey, Corey Aurelius. Aurelius. That's it. C O R Y O R A L E U S. And that's on everything, right? No. Or is that I just am Twitter? Marcus underscore Davis underscore is underscore anonymous on Instagram. I think think I just lied to you. I think you're right. Uh, We'll see. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter. Um, I was right. Yeah, I'm right. I I have actually been posting a little bit more. I am the bebopman182 over at Twitter. It's all one word. Um, check out our website, culturebop.com. Uh, I write articles over there, and uh, I put them out every now and then. Uh, the newest one is about the Spider-Man Sony Disney fiasco. Uh, I've got one that I'm still working on writing about why uh, Tarantino is the most important filmmaker in the industry today. And... Um, I have a f- yeah. I have a couple of reviews that I haven't finished writing that I need to write. Once upon a time in Hollywood is one of them, and what was the other one? I don't remember. Do a review on Midsummer. Oh, I I have one up. Oh, good. Yeah, good. I need to watch. Yeah, I think I haven't read it yet because I needed to watch it first. Yeah, basically, <coughs> it's uh, don't go see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's not what the review says. But um, yeah, go check that out. Culturebop.com. Uh, 
the YouTube channel. I swear to you, I am working on the Stranger Things video. It is just a lot longer than when I originally wrote the script. It is now over 6,000 words long. Um, it's a long-ass video, and I have lots of editing to do. So, uh, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. I don't know why that's not popping up. Um, but yeah, uh, we will catch you guys all next week. Until then, peace. Peace. Out.